0: Happy Thanksgiving to those of you in the US. Um, this week's episode reflects Thanksgiving and um I, I chose it for this week because I think it does a really good job of highlighting um the idea of being thankful for the people that God has placed in our lives. Um you'll see that this week even though it's it's there's definitely a sad component to this week's story, um, there's hope involved there as well, which I think is when I think of the Bible honestly, I think of a lot of I think of a lot of sad things happening. I think of a lot of sadness, but in that sadness, there's hope. And um, I think that no matter what it is that we're going through, I think that that's what God always wants us to remember, that there is hope as long as we pursue him. I think a lot of times we can, uh, you know, make a lot more complicated than what it needs to be just remembering to pursue him. um, And then, you know, God will work everything out the way it needs to be worked out. Um, So that's a reflection of this week's uh, episode, everybody. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope that it helps you take the time to really appreciate the people that God is placing your life right now and also um, just reminding you that if God has taken someone out of your life that there's a plan in all this Uh, there's still that hope that you can have when you place your trust in him so thank you so much everybody I hope you enjoy this week's episode after a daughter's tragic death comforting messages start to make themselves known from heaven reinvigorating a family's relationship with God on this week's spirit answers podcast Well, Nate, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, you went through something that any parent uh, fears, uh, completely dreads going through. Uh, Hopefully, most people don't ever have to go through this. Uh, You lost a child at the age of 16 years old. Um, Riley was her name, and we'll kind of get into... uh, who she was and what and what her background uh, was while she was living here on earth. Um, but the incredible part about this is, as it mentions in the Bible, that God was able to turn what the enemy meant for harm and into uh, some good as it relates to uh, furthering your, your relationship with him and uh, just giving you some comfort as it relates to where Riley's at now. So um, if you could get us started with the first uh, experience that you had, with Riley uh after she passed away. Uh okay um she after she had passed
1: oh, so that was um so yeah so after she had passed away uh she was we were in two two separate hospitals. She was in one and my younger three and wife were in another one. Uh we'd gone to after she had passed we'd been in the other hospital for a couple days. Uh finally ended up coming back home. So it was three days after she had passed. Uh, that first night that we were uh, in bed, just kind of laying there, just trying to fall asleep. And I was laying on my left side, um, just kind of facing the wall, or facing the side, kind of towards where the wall was. And um, as I was laying there, I just felt this hand on my face, just, just kind of just pressing on my face. And at first, I thought it was my wife, just kind of trying to comfort me and something like that. and. So I kind of so I was laying there realizing it, it was I was on my left side and I'd felt it was a left hand. I could feel the four, you know, fingers going up my temple and I could feel the thumb on my cheek. And I just remember thinking, this, you know, this this is a weird position for my wife to be in, because you know, for her left hand to be on my side, it just wouldn't work. So I kind of went to go roll over. And when I went to go turn over, the hand just it lifted went away. And I rolled over and my wife was just facing the opposite direction and just breathing heavy she was out she was just asleep and just didn't really think anything of it and just kind of rolled back over went back to sleep again and then i felt it again just right on my my cheek and it kind of the thumb was just kind of you know the side it was kind of just kind of going like this like as if trying to comfort you know someone that's asleep i took it as like a parent kind of going in to check on a child just kind of you know things you do when they're not feeling well or something like that and so at that moment i mean i didn't know I still don't know who or what it was, but I just thought Riley, thought you know, Jesus, someone, angel, something was there, just trying to comfort me. So, just in that moment, I just you know started to pray and just you know saying I was sorry, you know, kind of praying to Riley. Just I'm sorry that this had happened to you. You know, this I wish we could have changed spots. That you know I don't understand this, and just all the things that you would have thought of. So, and then just slowly it just ended up hand left, and I ended up crying myself to sleep that night. So, I mean, that was the first, first one that I'd felt just like that comfort type of a thing on that first night that we were home.
0: Wow. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And I, I appreciate how you state it was a, it was a comforting feeling. It wasn't anything that startled you. You didn't feel uh, any kind of an evil presence there. This was something that was, it was immediately comforting for you. And it sounds very, very uh, close after when uh, she passed away. It was, it was, I mean, how, how quickly did you say that this was after she passed? Uh, three days, three days. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so I'm sure, you know, I I can't imagine just how difficult those, those, uh, following, uh, several hours were. And so I'm sure that that was, just came at what felt like the exact right time. And, uh, -hmm. yeah, just, just remarkable. I want to take a step back to now, um, to kind of give listeners an understanding of what, what happened uh, to to cause her to pass away. That, uh, well, California it's
1: kind of the 99 kind of freeway goes down the middle. There's a town called Elk Grove that it's not there anymore, but at the time the freeway went underneath these railroad tracks and the railroad tracks were just from a distance. It looked like it was just on the horizon. So as we were approaching it, um, the train was actually going across at the time. I just remember thinking, <laughs> if we just keep going straight, we're just going to run right into that train. And then as we got closer, uh, it dipped down. And right as it dipped down, just traffic was just stopped. So there were five cars involved in everything. So the first one almost hit, it was one almost hit two, two almost hit three type of a thing where it was just slamming on the brakes. We had hit the car in front of us. And once we'd hit that one, uh you know heard the kate one of our younger ones in the back saying that was scary and then riley said yeah that was and then after that that was the last thing i remember the car behind us just slammed into us and spun us sideways um and my me and my wife were unconscious we ended up waking up uh the two younger ones that were in the middle were perfectly fine uh but then riley in the back. yeah, she just was. I can't think of that right now. Uh, she wasn't doing well. So, um, yeah. So then, after that had happened, um, we kind of tried to get out, and the car was so mangled that we couldn't really. I couldn't. I'm six six. I was. I, I couldn't get back there. My wife, was smaller, she could get back there. Someone else got back there. <clears throat> smaller gentleman, and we were able to kind of get Riley out of the car. Took a couple minutes, and. Um, finally got her out, set her down on, um, on the cement. And I teach high school PE have done so for you know, 13, 14 years. And every couple of years we go to the fire station and, you know, CPR certified where they bring out the dummies and we practice on them. So I know, I know everything, what to do. Um, never actually, thankfully never had to actually do it before. Uh, but one thing that they've all said anytime that we've done any of the trainings is that if you know the individual, it's best if you can step back and not do it and have someone else take that responsibility. So that way it's not on you. So when she was there, like laying there, I kind of surveyed the scene, took a deep breath and was getting ready to you know go down and check her out and said a little prayer, just, you know, God, I don't want to do this. Not as I'm not ready to do this because I'm in a I did do everything I can, but I just didn't want that responsibility of if something goes wrong, I'm the one that screwed up type of a thing. And right at that time I'd looked to my left and there were four, four or five, you know, fire medics, paramedics coming running down the hill at that time with their, you know, bag of stuff, and they just were right there and took over. And so that way I was able to step back and deal with my other three, making sure they were okay as they they worked on Riley and while they were working on her, I was, you know, making sure the other ones were okay and kind of making sure one of them who was kind of going in and out of conscious was staying awake. And um, so that way, just kind of just saying prayers for everyone, just, you know, just make sure, save Riley, just make sure she's okay, just take care of Riley type of a thing. And so, I mean, that was just a huge kind of miraculous blessing in itself, just that that prayer was answered so quick that I, I didn't have to do it. And I mean, we don't remember seeing any fire medics or paramedics at the time anywhere around. So it was like they kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, then come to find out couple has been three years, almost three years since the accident. Uh, A few months ago, we were with a uh, some friends having dinner. And one of their friends started dating someone who was actually one of the actual medics that came down to actually work on her at the time. And uh, he wasn't doing that well. Uh, emotionally with it, because he was saying, you know, that they did everything that they could, but there was just no saving her because her skull was broken at the base of the neck. There was nothing that anyone could have done. Um, But just, you know, knowing that he was there and he wasn't doing okay. It was like, I kind of talked to them. I was like, you know, I'd like to meet him to, you know, shake his hand and thank him. I haven't done it yet. We haven't actually met yet, but I consider him my, one of my godsends that just, you know, he came down to To take that burden so I didn't have to. And I don't know, just kind of feeling that he's kind of struggling with it makes, you know, I wish I could do something to help him out just to, I don't know, he knows it's not his fault or there was nothing that they could have done. But I I feel so, ah, yeah, kind of tongue tied. But so that's kind of another blessing in itself that kind of bring each other full circle where, you know, eventually I'll get to meet him and shake his hand and actually hug him and tell him thank you for, for doing everything you could so that, you know, I could deal with my other three.
0: That is, that is just so incredible. And, um, I think there's two big things there as it relates to God's timing. Like you mentioned one, you, you, you didn't see any, uh, support around you at the time, uh, when the accident happened. So that's, I think that's a miracle in and of itself. Uh, and then I also think that you talk about, uh, having the, the opportunity to meet this person and, uh, shake his hand and, uh, just provide that support that he was able to give you. Just a, in in a, in a way that you can now kind of provide it for him now that he needs it is is so cool and just a, a perfect reminder of God God always having a plan His perfect timing uh, working like we talked about at the beginning being able to take what the enemy meant for harm and turning it for good mm-hmm. and just for just absolutely remarkable it's these little things like this that I think that if we they're very easy to miss if we don't take the time to pause and and examine what's going on. I think that God is always speaking to us in these types of occurrences. It's just, sure. are we, are we uh, examining our, our life? I think the way that he wants us to do it. I think that that is so in- integral to the relationship that we form with God is, is mm-hmm. being aware to to these moments. So how powerful again to, to uh, have, have a, a couple more experiences there as it relates to something that is so, I can't imagine how trying it's been. And, and, to, I'm sure provide just a little bit more comfort through, through mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, how cool.
1: Yeah. A lot of times you just, you don't see the blessings when, when they're, you're writing it.
0: Another really fascinating part of, of uh, the experiences that you had after Riley's passing uh, relates to it, the TV show, young Sheldon. And I, oh. I was just completely blown away by this when I first heard this. So if you could relay what this was for the, for people that are not familiar with, uh young sheldon and how it relates to riley uh
1: okay so yeah young sheldon is kind of a spin-off of uh, the big bang theory for those that don't know it um it's kind of one of our shows that we kind of would watch in dvr and things like that and uh, after riley's service that we had at the church uh, well the reason that we had it at where we did um kind of long story short uh mine and my family's faith, uh, always kind of, you know, believed in God and had gone to church and, you know, was raised Catholic and things like that. Um, kind of hadn't been going actually for, a, for a while type of a thing. So Riley has actually gone out on her own and was kind of looking into faith and things like that. And she had found this one pastor, uh, pastor Jeff at Yosemite church and was talking to him. It's about you know religion and things like that, and so she had made a connection there. So that's why we had had her service there, and uh, now we're I mean we regulars there now that we call all the time. But um, so as far as it relates to oh sorry, uh, as far as it relates to uh, the Young Sheldon episode, so after the service there, we had gone home, and it was just kind of an emotional day, and thrown you know Young Sheldon on the DVR and just started watching it and it's i wrote it down just for context it was season two episode uh, i believe 25 and um so the whole thing it starts out with sheldon's mom getting a phone call she answers it and um some horrible news that you know someone at her church uh, their daughter was in a horrible car accident um, and she was 16 years old and she died and me and my wife just kind of looked at each other and we're like this is what is this kind of a thing and then they refer to her as the hansen girl and that hit me like a oh like a sock in the stomach uh my last name's hansen so basically it starts out with the 16 year old hansen girl died and it was like that's just kind of what happened to us it's so we're looking at each other like should do we keep watching this? I don't know. It's like tears are coming up in our eyes right now. And it's, you know, I have said, it's young Shelton, how bad. I mean, it's not like this is, you know, meant for us. It's It'll it'll probably mellow out. This is probably just the only thing. And so, and as it keeps going, you know, she's having this huge battle the entire time, you know, between her and, you know, her faith has stumbled where she and the show is just this devout, you know, Christian and, you know, always on point. And, you know, her faith is wavering. And throughout this, you know, she goes and she talks to, you know, her pastor at the thing, and his name's Pastor Jeff. So it's like Pastor Jeff on the show. We just got done talking to a Pastor Jeff. And um, then, you know, she goes into this other thing where she makes this kind of rock garden at one point, and is painting a rock in one of uh, one of the things, and she's painting a yellow flower, and at the service, there was someone who had done a rock therapy for uh, the younger kids where they're having them paint and they had just painted flowers on rocks and just they were painting rocks. And it's like, there's these coincidences keep popping up where it's just, there's no way that this is it. So the overall kind of message, they just kept kind of hitting us all these similarities and the whole thing is, you know, that the mom kept questioning God throughout this whole episode as kind of how we were at the moment. Like, you know, how could this have happened? You know, why would this happen? And all this stuff. And, you know, Sheldon, who doesn't believe in God at all, turns to his mom and says, You know, I don't believe there's a creator, but I do believe in science. And, you know, if gravity were set fraction this way or fraction that way, would all be in chaos and, you know, just the world wouldn't work type of thing. So there has to be a creator. And so, I mean, that's the message that we took from this was that you know, there has to be creator and, you know, I mean, heck he's speaking to us through this. And I don't even want to try to explain how it happened or why it happened, but I mean, I would love to meet the writers of this show just to find out, you know, whoever was in charge of that episode, where'd you get those ideas and how did that happen? Cause it's felt like you were just speaking directly to us through, through the TV. I mean, that was just, that was just a miraculous experience in itself. It was just kind of all of our questions and, you know, why god do you even exist we're just answered in that that episode right there yeah
0: wow that is i i remember hearing that for the first time i was just completely blown away I, uh how many quote coincidences there are uh with that and um i i think i i really think that you have to be somebody that i think it's easier in this particular situation to take away that there is something bigger going on here. There's a plan going on here than to dismiss everything. Um, that is, that is absolutely uncanny, all of the different overlaps. And I'm right there with you. I don't know exactly how, how it all works. I know that, uh, God, I think it comes back to his plan. I think he works in mysterious ways. And I'm sure that I'm sure that these types of things happen a lot more than, than we, uh, you can ever quantify. Uh, but to, to have a a, a perfect example right here, I, I, I see God working in a way that Maybe the people that he was working through have no idea, and they may never know. Yeah. But providing comfort in a way, in, in, in a way to someone at a, a specific time, uh, through a uh, after a specific scenario after the passing of, of your daughter, uh, through their work, I just sh- I think that it really shows you how how powerful God is and how how he he has so many different ways of working in our lives and communicating mm-hmm. with us. Yep. So so cool. how he does. In this, so already what you said are, are they're absolutely miraculous and and mm. and uh, I think just very comforting experiences. But it doesn't stop with these because uh, from what oh. I understand, you also you also have some dreams uh, yourself as well with Riley. Can you oh, tell yeah. us what sure. those were, were like?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. So uh, there's one. Well, mine actually. Any ever since I was a kid, time I've had a dream, well, I remember. I, well, tongue tied. Where i realize it's a dream i i wake up i feel the best i can describe it is like that scruff on the back like cats and dogs i feel someone grabbing that and just kind of yanking me out so no matter what it is it's i could be you know being chased by monsters i could look down and see some flower that's some neon color that doesn't exist or it's like this is a dream and a couple seconds after that i get grabbed and i can feel the pull and i get woken up it's happened every single time i can remember it realizing that i'm in a dream a couple days after riley had passed i'd had one where i'd walked into my grandparents house and she was just kind of standing there kind of in the kitchen and realized you know this is a dream this isn't her and as soon as i ran to go get her it's like i grabbed her hands as soon as i could hug her it's i got pulled out and i just remember bawling hysterically that i'm never going to get to holder, hugger, anything like that again. And, uh, so yeah, so it was just I had that experience. Again, Just got had pulled out of that one. Um, then a while after that, i had had one where I was in, that's hard to, it's, unless you've experienced it, you can't really describe it, but I was in this room. And the whole thing was like, the best I can describe it, static. It was just a neutral room, just like black and white on a TV. The table, the chairs, the walls, everything was just a static color, except for Riley. But it was all like solid, like you could sit on the tables. And but and Riley was there. And I remember thinking, this is a dream. And I remember running over to her and just grabbing her hands, thinking I'm going to get pulled out now. And instead of getting pulled from my neck, my feet were kind of stuck on the floor. So I had this feeling like, no i'm not getting pulled out i'm anchored here i'm supposed to be here right now and so i just you know looked at riley just kissed her on her forehead and just hugged the heck out of her and we were just sitting there hugging for a good couple minutes and then finally kind of like pulled her back a little bit and just had her arms in my arms and her arms were on mine we're just kind of sitting there as close as we could just talking and uh it was just you know I remember saying you know, how how is this happening what what's going on she just the smile and she said dad i'm okay and um and i was like oh my gosh that's right it's you know how is heaven type of a thing and she didn't answer me she just gave me this look that she used to give me all the time like when she'd go to see a movie or should go to an event or go do something try some new food something that she knew i was gonna love but she didn't want to spoil it for me she's like i need i need you to experience then we can talk about everything that we want to talk about so she gave me that look, like, you're going to freaking love it, but I'm not saying anything about it yet because I don't want to ruin the surprise. And um, so then she's had this huge smile on her face and just told her I loved her again. She told me she loved me, hugged her, um, kissed her forehead. And then I was awake in bed, just wide awake, not tired at all. And the whole that out uh, of the grief and after you lose, lose somebody, just had that hole in your chest. And when I had woken up, I mean, well, when I'd gone to bed, that hole was there. I mean, you can actually feel it like, as if you were to kind of, you know, cut yourself, you can actually grab it and take it out. It was gone. That just that emptiness, that it was just gone. Just that had just, it was just a weird experience. I was at peace with, with everything. It was just that at that moment I knew, okay, she's, she's in heaven. She's, Exactly where you know everybody wants to be, it's just I can't go there yet. So it was just it was a great experience, and just I don't know, it was very not satisfying, but just yeah, I guess satisfying. It just kind of took all the pain and everything away.
0: Mm. Wow, wow, so, I love that. I love that uh look too that she gave you, and and, and uh, very true to life. It sounds like for, for mm-hmm. her, a very true to life reaction that she didn't spoil it for you but it's kind of it's going to be something that you're going to have to experience on your own and mm-hmm. uh how i mean how incredible it's just yeah. so cool um in the dreams don't stop with yourself there there's a dream uh from what yes, i understand they're... with a the, with a the co- wife's co-worker true true um so yeah shortly shortly after
1: mine um oh yeah i mean after that one i'd you know on my knees prayed to god after the dream with riley it was you know just Thank you for that experience. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a believer. I, I don't need anything else. You know, if you never send me another miracle, I've, you know, I've had a series of, of extraordinary ones. I don't need, you know, I'm, I'm sold type of a thing. And um, so then shortly after that, uh, my wife came home and kind of looked like she had been crying. So I was like, what's going on type of a thing. And so then she had got, she was on the phone at the time, had hung up and was telling me this: this that one of her friends, who is in the Hmong faith, I'm not very familiar with that, but she's kind of one of the higher up ups in that faith. Um, said Riley had came to her in a in a dream, and that in order to do so, she would have had to have been you know very pure and a very you know very pure spirit and very determined, which everyone that knows her knows that she was, and um, she was telling her that you know, that Annie's not seeing the signs, that, you
0: know,
1: Riley's sending Annie signs, but she's just not seeing them, that, you know, she needs to start her new life, but she's just not seeing the signs, and um the lady was, you know, saying, well, like, you know, I don't understand what you're talking about type of a thing, and, you know, then Riley held out this book to her in this dream, and she couldn't make out the cover or anything, but she's just held up the book and uh opened it up to the first page and there's just one word one word on it and um, so then she told my wife she's like do you know know, genesis genesis anything that's all all i could read and uh my wife at the time was like genesis the first you know chapter in the bible and she's like yeah i think that's it and she's like yeah i know that and so you know she's we're talking about that and um so then She had told Riley. Had told the lady that I'll I'll relay this message to you know to Annie, but they're gonna think I'm nuts. You gotta give me something so that way they know it's you. And so she had taken the lady and walked her into a room uh, that has hardwood floors, uh, kind of like an area over there. That Riley's room is the only room in our house that has hardwood floors. Everything else is uh, carpet. And she had taken her over to a corner where Riley's bed would have been. And she said, "See, there's water everywhere, but nothing's wet." And the lady's like, "I don't understand what you're. What do you mean? There's water everywhere, but nothing's wet." So she was telling my wife this, and she's like, "So was there some leaky pipe, or what? What? What is this?" And my wife just, you know, had this huge smile on her face. And when she told me this, it it brought tears to my eyes. Just that there's water everywhere, but nothing's wet. Uh, Excuse me. So. After she had passed away, um, actually in high school, I'd had a friend that passed away. And uh, the day after finding out that, uh, we'd all gone over to his house and kind of hung out. So I had expected people to be you know, coming over here to our house. So I went in her room to kind of straighten things up and clean it up. But she I mean, she wasn't messy by any chance. I just kind of put the comforter back over her bed and you know, this piece of paper on the ground. So I did that and I went to go check underneath her bed just to see what was under there and the only thing that were under there were i wish i remember the number now exactly i want to say like 13 or 14 water bottles just those plastic water bottles they all had the lids on them but they all had various amounts of water in them from a sip to a gulp or whatever that should take them home or take them into bed drink them and then they'd end up falling under the bed at night so there was water everywhere but nothing was wet underneath her bed and I had told my wife that when we're cleaning up, I was like, look at this. It's like, you think, you know, she was so perfect. The worst thing about her room is she's got, you know, a couple water bottles underneath her bed. And we would kind of had a laugh about that. And so when she told my wife that I was like, you know, have you told anyone about that? Cause I haven't told anybody about the water bottle thing. And She said, no, and it's like, okay, then yeah, this is it. I mean, who else would know that there was water everywhere, but nothing was wet. And I mean, that, that kind of gives me chills still and uh then we had gone to church that next sunday and uh they were having baptisms that day and uh, now my wife just turned and looked at me and said this is it this is the message that you know i'm supposed to start my new life it's this is what riley's telling me and you know she without hesitation went up there and my wife got baptized
0: that sunday wow wow how beautiful and uh, just, just remarkable that that it ended up working out that way. In a way, no, no one would have ever predicted that that dream would have led to those water bottles like that. But just a, oh, yeah. another another quote coincidence there. And mm-hmm. I, again, I think you have to be. It's I, I don't get how you can possibly look at that as a, as a coincidence. As, as a skeptic, I think it's easier again to look at this as some, there's something bigger going on here.
1: Yeah, I mean at and I mean at this point I was I'm not questioning anything anymore. It's just yeah. it just it is what it is type of thing. But yeah, it's just it's just amazing.
0: These I think uh everything that you shared brings should hopefully bring incredible comfort to people that have lost a, a loved one and maybe are kind of uh in doubt themselves about God and and uh about the the um reality of of heaven and in an afterlife. Uh so I think right there you've already provided a lot of comfort for people and and a lot of hope um, that there's something more to this life than just the physical life that we're experiencing right now. There's a much bigger thing at work here, a much bigger plan at work. I want to take a step back also real quick. What, what was Riley like when she was on, on planet earth? And uh, what is the legacy that you feel that she was able to leave behind here on earth before she went over to heaven? Oh, she was just,
1: (laughs) She was awesome. I mean, everyone says, you know, they've got the perfect kids and things like that, but I mean, she she seriously was. Um, my wife was introduced to her uh, when she was five years old, and um, so my wife would kind of tease her that, you know, we have three three younger ones, so Riley has three younger siblings, and uh, it was, you know, you know, Riley, you're the reason that we have you know three because we thought all three of them were going to be exactly like you, but they're not. Kind of a thing. So we'd kind of tease her all the time. Every time the little ones would start acting up, and she'd kind of roll her eyes and be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But when I mean, she was awesome as you know a child, any yeah, there were no issues with her at all. Um, she <laughs> she was born with. She calls it a wonky eye, where uh, her eye would kind of wander. So she had to kind of wear a patch when she was younger uh, to come to help strengthen it out and she would get teased a little bit at school and so we'd kind of teach her about that and just you know how to be a good person and it just it sunk in and i mean she would be friends with everyone i remember walking actually it was my wife she was telling me the story that they were walking down the mall and there was a student that she went to high school with that was handicapped in a wheelchair uh, that she saw him and you know went over there and started talking to him like, yeah, I haven't seen you in a couple of days. How's it going? And this and that. And just totally striking it up. And it was just she's my wife said that his face just lit up just seeing her just because he was the kind of kid that, you know, most people don't really look at or even acknowledge in the hallway or things like that. But Riley actually would go out of her way to acknowledge people and make everyone feel, you know, loved and welcomed. And it was just kind of kind of her, her her legacy is kind of and I think tandem with Jesus's it's just the same messages that he was putting out. She was putting out the same, same ones today. Mm.
0: And it's interesting as you, as you've been speaking and sharing these experiences, I see that same spirit, that same like pure heartedness coming through these experiences, just like when she Mm. was on earth expressing this, the same, um, just seems like she was just very caring for other people and the same comfort Mm -hmm. for, for other people that she showed on earth, uh, from the other side through these experiences true uh, that's, true. that's re- really really cool to, to see that overlap
1: yeah she didn't want any yeah she wanted nothing for herself anytime would give her say her birthday would give her money for a birthday she'd go and spend it on other people and you know, buy, wow. buy buy her friends food at lunch they didn't have things like that so i mean she she wanted nothing for herself she just wanted everyone else to to be happy
0: one of the Another cool experience that you would share with me that uh, is 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 an update since you had last spoken about Riley on on another podcast, the Touch by Heaven podcast, mm-hmm. had to do with the day of the car accident. Can you tell us what that was? Yeah, so
1: she used to do color guard, and I'd pick her up from school. She'd get done about eight or so at night, and pick her up, and would always have just random conversations on the way back, just you know how the day was, just favorite thing, this and that, and just random random stuff. And one of the days it was she came up with, you know, how would you like to die? Would it, you know, rather the die by fire or, or by drowning? And so we're kind of going back and forth on those. And it was just, you know, positive and negatives. And I was like, well, honestly, neither. I would honestly love to go at the end of a great day. Say, you know, all of us going to Disneyland, just surrounded by family, friends, or just at the beach, just a great day, surrounded by everyone you love. And then on the drive home or the way home, it's just quick and easy. And, and then you're, you're there with Jesus. And uh she'd said, you know, I that actually sounds exactly how I'd want to go to. And you know, just looking back on that whole conversation and then September 20 it was the accident was September 23rd um 2018. So it was pretty much 3 years ago. Wow. Um yeah, we were up at Apple Hill visiting uh just northern California uh my sister um there's a place up there you can go and pick apples and all kinds of stuff. And so it was me, all my sisters, except for one who was stationed over in Japan with her husband at the time, uh, grandma, aunt, it's like surrounded by family. And it was just, it was a great day. Um, we're telling jokes. I mean there was this one joke that she was telling that she couldn't even get the joke out. She was snorting and laughing so hard that it's just you know, it was hilarious, but she was just having a great time. Um, and we'd go and we'd pick apples and you know there's one point where I'm picking up the younger ones you know to get apples out of the tree and you know turned over and looked at her I was like all right your turn kind of scooped her up and picked her up to grab apples and as I was holding her you know as she was you know grabbing a couple I remember thinking now you're 16 I haven't held you in a couple of years it's like I'll, you know hug you and kiss you but I haven't actually picked you up and held you in I don't know how long it's like this is just awesome and just looking back at that, it's you know I got to hold her on her first day and her last day, and that was that was that's a little blessing too that I love just like looking back on. Um, but yeah, overall, it was just it was a great day, and man, it was just like she had said that's the way that she would want to go. It was just a great day.
0: Wow. the The experiences that you've had are miraculous, very comforting, and I'm sure that there are many people out there that. Uh, wish that they could have similar experiences, um, with with people that have passed on in their lives. I'm wondering, have you taken the time to to step back and and consider why it is that that you have been so fortunate in in this regard as it relates to Riley?
1: No, not not really. Um, but I'm listening to. Oh, I do not remember oh, the gentleman who. Can't remember his name though, but he had gotten shot in the head by his dad, and he had the horrible experiences that his experiences kind of he had said makes it so that he can help others in their experience, and I kind of feel the same way that you know my my experiences are can kind of help those that that need them type of a thing. Mm. um So yeah, it's just I don't know, and i do not talking to you prior to the show. It's just you know. And finding Jesus, it's, you know, reading scripture and things like that. Now it it affects me and I soak them up like, you know, water. Uh, But prior to this, it's if someone were does, you know, quote scripture, it kind of just kind of roll right off me and just, I wouldn't really think anything of it. It was, it's actual people's stories of, you know, their experiences, how they came to Christ. Those are kind of what hits me. And um, so I'm just kind of trying to get this out through the podcast and things as, you know, I'm honestly, I'm not a big talker. I really... My wife will tell you, she's like, nah, if we could just sit there and talk, you wouldn't. But, uh, <laughs> but um, so I was kind of just praying one day and it was, you know, God, how do I get this out there to help people, you know, kind of how it's you've helped me. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to go up and, you know, speak in front of people because I just, that's not really who I am. And it kind of sent me this vision of, you know, me and Riley, one of our last kind of one-on-one times uh, We'd go to the beach, and we were out on uh, boogie boards, just kind of sitting out there and just relaxing and just waiting for the next waves to catch. And she looked over at me and just said, you know, Dad, we need, to, we need to do this more often. And I was like, do what? Go boogie boarding kind of a thing? And she's like, no, just me and you, one-on-one time. And, you know, I kind of thought about it, and it's like, most of the time, yeah, we're always around family. We don't really do stuff one-on-one type of a thing. And so we'd kind of made plans to kind of do daddy-daughter dates and things like that. So we'd done a few of those prior to her passing and kind of I'm doing those now with the younger ones. Um, But so I'd had a vision of that kind of experience of us just on the water. And then just kind of heard, you know, his voice just saying, you know, if you put it out there, I'll deliver it. And then had a kind of went from us, me and Riley on the water to kind of a a bottle. So um, every time I go to the ocean, I'll take a bottle or two and just, Whole experience that I've kind of ex- talked about on this show, all it's all typed out. I'll roll it up in a bottle and uh, toss it out in the ocean, and so uh, I'll put it out there, and, and God will deliver it. And funny thing is, is that uh, there've been one that uh, I don't go on Facebook, but someone had gotten the message to my wife that they had received one, and uh, it had really helped them out or kind of changed them, and so that was kind of a good hearing that you know my story that I've thrown out there actually got, got to someone that needed it. So, so yeah, it's like, if you, if you put it out there, he'll, he'll deliver it and get it to, to who needs to hear it. Just, just like those guys did with that young Sheldon episode. It's like they wrote it out there and
0: we received it. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. I I did not know that. Really, really cool. Uh, For people that, are going through uh, what you went through in 2018 and continue to go through, which is the loss of a, lo- a loved one, and, and in this case, you know, I, I would imagine even more challenging than maybe other experiences because you lost a, a child. What do you what do you tell those people that um, are going through something similar, and uh, how how have you fared yourself and and gotten through this really really difficult time?
1: Um, just. From personally, it's been talking and interacting with others who have lost lost children. Um, have you know some friends from high school that have, have lost a child? You know, I work with a coworker of mine has lost one as well, and just and talking to all of them, they you know the years of experience that they have with it behind their belt. It's you know it, it doesn't really get easier; it just kind of gets better. That you know that feeling's kind of gone. And they say that the weirdest part is that. It'll just hit you out of nowhere. Like you'll just be walking through Target or something, and you'll see a card or to see something, and all the emotions flood in, and you just start crying in the middle of Target. And it was just, they just said, just you know, just let it happen, let it, you know, cry when you need to cry, and you know, grieve when you need to grieve. He's like, but you know, the times in between that will be fewer and fewer, and just kind of remember the good times and things like that. And so listening to them has helped out a lot. And uh, also, my wife gave me a book. Uh, it's called imagine heaven uh, I believe Burke is the author and it's basically it's a combination of people's experience who have had near-death experiences that um, it's like kind of their time in heaven and what they experience uh, before they come back and, and just in reading that it's I'll imagine Riley going through their experiences as in where they where you know she's walking you know at the foot of Christ and things like that and that, that's helped a lot. Just imagining her in this place that it's, you know, basically they your loved ones are there. It's just wait till, you know, they're going to give you that look. Just wait till you get here so I can show you all the, you know, awesome things there are up here that you, know, you have
0: no idea about. Um. Yeah, that's a great book. I love Imagine Heaven. And uh, I, I, I think that it does provide a lot of comfort and, I also just think it comes back to uh, I appreciate everything that you said and, and what you're doing right now. I think it comes back to that, which is you're you're helping people through uh, these miraculous uh, testimonies that you have as it relates to Riley, and, and as we've alluded to before. Maybe not, not everybody is going to have these specific experiences as it relates to the loss of a loved one, but you're going out and, and you're helping other people through through this type of uh, you know through an interview like this or through the, the message in a bottle. You're providing comfort through a painful experience for other people. You're going out and helping other people. And I think that that's, uh, I want to highlight that because I I, I found that when you are going through something challenging and you, obviously everyone needs time to grieve, but but once you're able to push past that a little bit, if you can go out and, and focus on other people that are maybe going through a difficult time themselves and help them, I think it does Make these uh, really traumatic and difficult experiences maybe a little bit easier, and there's a little and, and through that there's a there's a little bit of I think fulfillment that comes through that 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 can then help us heal uh, just even a little bit more. So I, I really really commend you for taking the time that you have on on uh, touched by heaven already and and uh, coming on this program and sharing uh, all these miraculous experiences with Riley, and I I, I can't imagine how difficult that is. Uh, I'm just so thankful that. You've been able to do this and, and and help so many different people along the way. You you helped myself out, and I've never been in the situation that you've been in, so I can I can just imagine how many other people that you've that you've helped out. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nate, uh, for joining us. I I really uh, really appreciate it, and uh, I will continue to to pray for for you and your family. And uh, you know, just wish you all the best. Thank you. Oh, you too. Thank you. Thank you. That's the show this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for uh, subscribing, for reviewing and rating us on the podcast apps. And I um, want to give you an opportunity, um, if you haven't already accepted God into your life, uh, to do so this week. Um, I ask that you would ask God to reveal himself to you in a in a personal way. And uh, I ask that you don't give up That um, when you're asking God this. Uh, to really be persistent with it and ask yourself this am I truly searching for the truth am I truly searching for answers even if it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable at first am I, am I really looking for um, you know, the answer to, to all the big questions you know, why are we here what happens to us when we die what's the meaning of life and I think that if you are being honest with yourself and, and you are truly searching for those the answers to those big questions that um, he will reveal himself to you in, in a personal way like I always say Um, A reminder as well, we have a Facebook group. Don't forget to join us there, Spirit Answers on Facebook. And uh, thank you for your donations if you feel led. I hope that you have a great rest of your Thanksgiving week, and I will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.